0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. We've been talking about my last um, series of messages of of how I fight my battles, and because we have an enemy, we have a we have an accuser, we have an enemy, because and and it's not who you think it is, the, your next door neighbour that you're fighting with, or I don't know, people at work, or. Or whatever it might be, or people at school, they aren't your enemy. We don't fight against people, we fight for people in the kingdom of God. And people don't get that. Until you get it, you don't get it. Until you get the faith like life, you don't get it. Like, until you actually step into the faith journey. And can I just stop and say, the faith journey is the most exciting journey of life. Walking with God is the most exciting journey that I have ever been on in my whole life. To actually grow and understand who I am, what I'm made for, what what I'm made to be and, and who God is and what he's made the planet to be and to be able to just walk in comfort and peace and understanding of knowing God's got this. He's designed me for a purpose. That's an exciting journey. Most people wander through life just going, what's it all about? What are we here for? And then they get distracted by just the pattern of the world, the greed, the, the get, 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 the have, 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 the have nots, the have twos, the have wills, the all that. And but no, just to be able to rest in knowing that we have a God. And if you're alive at the moment. Just check your pulse. You've got a carotid one. Don't do it with your thumb. I've done that before. You get a false reading with your thumb because it has its own pulse. So, oh, but then again, if you've still got a pulse, yeah, it's still good, isn't it? You just might be going, gee, my pulse is racing at the moment because it might take, yeah. How I fight my battles. I've done two so far, I think. This is my third one and I really um, started thinking about it, not that I don't normally think about it, but I was thinking about it and I, I, I was thinking what are some of the influences that really impact us in our journeys in life and, and last week while Steve was speaking um, I got the, these two words and I told Steve, I said man when you were, you were speaking those prophetic words I uh, Uh, I got these two words, encounters and experiences. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just started unpacking all this stuff. So is it all right if I share a little bit of my revelation um, on encounters and experiences? Does anyone know what those words mean? You know you're going to learn some words today and what the meanings of the words are because I think us having an understanding of the words that come out of our mouth, because you know life and death is in the power of the mouth. And so um, knowing what words mean is really important. Jesus knew what words meant, and he used them very precisely. The word encounter means to come upon or position oneself to meet with someone, something. So it's an it's a actual um, to come upon or position oneself. And it also means to meet with or contend against. You know, when you, have any, you encounter the enemy or you encounter a battle. So it's um, to contend against difficulties, oppositions, um, to meet a person. And it actually means in the military capacity for conflict, opposition, combat or battle. You might think, yeah, to fight against. No, 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 no. What about to fight for? It just changes the whole perspective of fighting against to fighting for something in your life. So that's encounter. The word experience means a particular instance of personally observing, observing, encountering, or undergoing something. Experience is the knowledge or practical wisdom that we gain from what we've observed, what we've encountered, or what we've undergone. So I just want to make some quick statements here, really, just to go bang bang bang. Number one, my experience isn't my identity. Okay? My experience is not my identity. Too much that has become um the, the norm with the planet at the moment. People are on Facebook and they they see something, they they have an experience in something and therefore that becomes their identity. Oh, I had this happen to me when I was young and therefore I am now broken because of that. Or or this happened to me so therefore I carry this victim mentality now. And, I, and, and do you know what? Some of the stuff that goes on in the world we know is pretty bad. There's people that have endured much worse than what I've had to go through in life and you just think, wow, they you really need some hope, you really need an encounter to change your experience. My encounters will mold my identity. My encounters will mold my identity. Because if you see what it says here, it says experiences are encounters, experiences are knowledge from encounters. So my encounters will mold my identity therefore I, I've got to I must have good encounters in my life yeah. Yeah. I must yeah. and and if you look at what encounter means it means to position oneself for an encounter you have positioned yourself today for an encounter yeah. you haven't just stayed at home stayed in bed to encounter TV or to encounter some social media or to encounter boredom You have positioned yourself to encounter the potential that is in God. So if I must have good encounters, then not all my experiences are good. Not all my encounters are good. So therefore, I've got to use a good filter for my encounters. I must use good filters whereby my encounters positively impact my experience. Otherwise... I'm going to live life really unwisely. I'm going to do it based on a victim mentality. I'm going to do it based on things that have happened to me or happened to others around me that are unfair. And do you know what? Life is unfair. It's very rarely fair. It's, uh, yeah, you could dwell on that one for a while, couldn't you? The Word of God is the best filter that I have found to date. There is no other filter, there's no other friend, there's no other companions in life. I love my wife, I think she is amazing, but I, I know that I have to go to the Word of God to filter some of my experiences and not just go to her and complain to her about how Adrian's been nasty to me or he said this about me or from the platform or He never does. He sledges me every now and then, but they're just a power play when he does. You can laugh at that. (laughs) Power play right there. So what are some of the major influences over our encounters? Psalm 19 verse 14 says this. May these words of my mouth And these meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. My rock and my redeemer. A rock's a strong place. A redeemer is somebody who pays a price to get back something of value. And um, that's exactly who he is. But may these words... And this man, words and thoughts have a powerful influence over what I encounter in life. They have a powerful influence over my encounters. They have, therefore, a powerful influence over my experience. And they have a powerful influence over my identity. The words you're speaking, the thoughts that you're entertaining, have a powerful influence over. That's why the psalmist says he made these thoughts. <laughs> And these words, may they be pleasing to you, God. May they be in line with who you are and your character and your nature. Psalm 19 goes on to say, the law of the Lord is perfect. Refreshing the soul. I love that. Doesn't that just sound amazing? The law of the Lord. People get caught up on law, but all law does is actually reveal that we need God. That's what it's there for. But it refreshes the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. I'm proof to that. So are you. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, it endures forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous, meaning right in in standing, right in position, right in destiny. They are more precious than gold, than pure gold. Oh, there's this thing on Netflix, it's called The the Treasures from the Incredible, or the, I don't know, and it's this um, ship that they find off the coast of Africa somewhere. They don't tell anybody where it was, but they go out looking because somebody dredges up in a fish net this pure gold monkey statue. And it's incredible, and, and it just is so gold. Like, it comes out looking not tarnished at all, and it's been down there for hundreds and hundreds, I think even thousands of years it's been down there. Now, this ship was just an amazing ship. I could get way off track here. But when they bring it up, the gold is so pure because there's no oxygen down where in the water where it is, so there's no tarnishing. And when they bring up this gold, you just go, that is bright. It's like really, really bright. You know when you get a ring back from the jeweller or you buy a ring for the, you know, when you buy a new ring and it is, if it's gold, it just, it's so beautiful. It is more precious than gold, than the much pure gold. Not just tarnished gold or tainted gold, but much pure gold. And sweeter than honey. Even that from the honeycomb. Has anyone ever had the privilege of eating honey from honeycomb? Not, not just honey from, but you know the honey yeah, where you, and you get the honeycomb and you just, oh, it's like nature's own chewing gum. God's creation of chewing gum, that's where we get it from, and you just chew on it, and the flavours are so amazing. It's sweeter coming from honeycomb. I don't know why, but it is. By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great, what does it say? Reward. So it got me thinking about some of the scriptures that I go through. What, what could I bring that actually has a, I could expound on to talk about our encounters and our experiences in life, Psalm 23. Who knows Psalm 23? The Lord is my, do you know what, nearly everybody knows this. Like wherever you go, this is quoted at funerals, this is quoted at weddings, this is quoted at the openings of parliament, the, this is quoted so often when you, whenever you watch a movie and uh, they, there's a graveside scene which it's always raining, Yeah, yeah. and they, they, quote, they, they make this statement, but do you know what? It's not just rhetoric. It's not just a statement. It's not just a nice, catchy little um, list of things. This is the heart of God. And our encounters and our experiences in life are so profound. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The the word shepherd there is roar or, means to rule. So the Lord is my Ruler. It means an associate, to associate like with a friend. The Lord is my friend, my associate. And it also actually means to consume, to be a part of, to eat. It's interesting, Jesus said, this is my body, this is my blood. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you can't have a part of me. The word here, shepherd, actually the basis of the word brings into it, you must consume. Jesus, You must take Jesus into you and make him, assimilate him and make him part of your life. The shepherd has to be part of your life. A companion, a friend, keeping company with. The word lack, nothing, the word nothing there is hosea. That's a hard one to say for an Australian. Not so much for Afrikaans, but um, huyamora. So the word Chaucer um, here means lack, fail, want, but it's the opposite of I lack nothing. The word lack here means I have, I will not be in lack, I will not be in fail, I will not be in want, I will not lessen, I will not be abated. Abated—that's an old word. Do you know what abated means? Anybody? It means to sink. It's an old um, engineering term for when you put down foundations and they would abate, they would sink into the soil. I will not abate, I will not sink down into soil, I will not get bogged down, I will not be bereaved, I will not be decreased, I will not fail, I will not lack, I will not be made lower, I will not be in want. There's so much in that right there. But you might say, but my experience is, that I am in lack in my life because I don't have this and I don't have that. Do you know what this statement is? It's not about possession, it's about position. Yeah. It's a statement about position, who we are and who he is, not what I don't have. Yeah. Because we're as humans, don't we, our default is, look at what others have and look what I don't have and compare what that is. That's why the 10th Commandment is what? Don't covet, don't compare. The Lord is my shepherd. I won't lack anything. I will not want for anything. Statement of position. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. That's profound. Have you ever experienced that? Because your experience might be not. I'm in the noisy part, I'm the noisy area, I'm not in the, the, you know, I'm in the desert and in the noisy area, like just noise, I can't, oh, I just need to quieten all these thoughts and quieten my world down a little bit, I'm just rushing here and there and there's nothing good around me, everything's dead and dried and broken and brittle, no, no, the Lord is my shepherd, I'll lack nothing. Your experience might be something, but I I'm, I'm want to encourage you to encounter the shepherd. Encounter who he is and what he has for you. To position you in a place where he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. You notice there's a prominent part there. He. Because too many times we're rushing off, trying to get to the green pastures, trying to get to the still waters, and when we get there, yeah, that beautiful still waters, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic green pastures. As <laughs> I He leads me to, and leads me by, and it's a, it's a place of positioning again. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. Oh, I've got to be refreshed. I've got to. I've i got to have some time out just to. Oh, I need. I need a break. I need. Oh, got, I need to downtime. I need to do this. I need. No, no, no. He refreshes my soul. It's about encountering Him. Not just in trying to encounter, we focus on the the lack. We focus on the what we don't have in the quiet waters and the green pastures, and with the noise in our soul, when we should be focusing on Him. Because when we focus on Him, He becomes bigger. Come, magnify the Lord with me. Let us just stole His name together. What a profound statement that is. Magnify, make bigger. He guides me along the right paths. Do you know how much God's heart is to guide you along the right paths? The prophet says, stand at the crossroads and look for the good way and walk in it. There you will find rest for your soul. Yeah, yeah. He guides me along the right paths. What? So that I can have a good life? He guides me along the right path so I can have a, you know, a fantastic journey? No, no, no not for my sake, what does it say? For his name's sake. So then that people see, well, you're you're getting this because you're a good person. It's easy for you. No, 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 no. It's because we've got a good God. It's not because I've done anything good. It's not because I've done anything that's worthy of Of value or anything like it's because he is a great God and he pours out his lavish love he pours out his goodness he does it for his name's sake how many times David actually cried out and said protect me God for your name's sake you know do away with my enemies for your name's sake not for my sake not for my kingdom's sake not for my people's sake but for your name's sake because I rely on you you are my reliance. And what, you, what this is saying here is, who are you relying on? Are, are you relying on trying to make the right decisions to get down, negotiate the right path in life? Or are you just going to trust God that he's going to lead you down the right paths? And just say, the closer I get to him, the closer I'm getting to the right path. Yeah. Or are you too busy trying to negotiate and shuffle and, and make it all work out and get your finances? No, no, he's provider. Oh, but I've got to get the. I'm only one pill away from health. No, he's healer. Yeah. Oh, if I can only just get a rest here and, and then I can get a break from the family and get a break from work. And No, no, no. He's our peace. Yeah. He's our joy. Yeah. And this is, the, this is the thing. We look at what we don't have rather than what the encounter is and what the potential of that encounter is and that that filter then we can put on our experiences in life because thankfulness is so powerful. I've seen people that I look at them and I think, you really have very little to be thankful for because I look at them materialistically or I look at them through like, natural eyes, but they are so grateful for life. They are so thankful for what they have. And they are just beaming. And then there are other people that have so much and they're just complaining. Remember, our words and our thoughts have so much to do with our identity and who we are. Guys, if you can help me. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me, you're riding your staff, they comfort me. Though I walk through the darkest valley, you know we 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 think about that. Oh, the darkest valley. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, fear and evil. Ah oh, no no. The focus. You're with me. Positioning again. You're with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. The word rod here is shebet. It means to branch off. It's a stick. But it's a branching off stick. It's a stick for fighting, for ruling, for working, uh, for, so, uh, sorry, for walking, for punishing, for writing. But not only that, it's it's a correction. It's a clan branching off. It's a branching off. It's a clan, it's a tribe. It gets its essence from. A branch that spreads out, that produces fruit, that actually has tribe connection attached to it. Your rod, your tribe, your clan, they comfort me. Being around the right people can influence your your life so much. Having encounters with the right people can influence your life so much. Then the word um, staff, its root meaning is from protector, missioner, to support, to sustain as a walking stick. I've done some hiking and I've done hiking without walking sticks and I've done hiking with walking sticks. You might go, (laughs) walking sticks, getting old. No, no, no. You've got to realise the mechanics of it. And I've seen people coming down mountainsides, and it looks like some epileptic um, spider, but what they've actually got is two graphite walking sticks, and they're coming down. (laughs) And you're like (laughs) But once you use these things, you go, oh, it makes walking and carrying weight so easy. So much so that oh, I haven't even got one as an example here. But if I had a walking stick and I, that stip, stick, and I was walking through um, the bush and I had to step up on a rock this height, normally it'd be like, Ugh, I've got to get up there. But with the walking stick, I've now got two feet because I'm pushing off with both of them, and you just, I don't want to step on that because it might break. Um, It'll hold my weight when I sit on it, but not when I stand on it. That just doesn't make sense. Um, oh. Thank you. So when you, you stand up on it. <laughs> don't think about that. The, the analogy here. If I tried to get up, I'd have to move all my weight and I'd put weight, I'd put stress on my joints. But when I've got a walking stick, you just, it's so much easier and you just, you're actually walking with three legs. Your rod, your friendship, your clan, your branching off, and your staff, your protection. See, it's not just a rod to beat you with for discipline, even though it is for correction. But do you know what? I, I very rarely had to beat my children. I just need to keep them walking in the same path. Hey, 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 get back here. You know, keep them walking in the same path. This is the good way. Come, in, come back in here. And it was, a, it was a rod of correction, not a bang, get in there, because I've done that with sheep. Doesn't work. Doesn't help anyone. Doesn't help your blood pressure. Doesn't help the sheep at all. But, uh, oh, gee, sheep are dumb. We're called sheep. He's our shepherd. You prepare a table before me. So rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's that's amazing. You prepare a table. So he's got a table here that he's prepared for us. And it says, in the presence of my enemies. We always think, oh, we've got to get away from our enemies first. So I'm glad we've got... So God has prepared this banquet table. Oh, Father, thank you for cows and coffee. He's so good. He prepares a table. This word table actually means a kingly table. It's a table, a banquet table, some versions talk about. It's a table of single purpose. It's not a multi-use table. It's a table of single purpose. And he prepares it for us. But the thing is, there's only two seats at this table. There's two seats here that are meant for us and him. That we come and we sit down and he has prepared so much for us. But this is what we do in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, your word is so good. Thank you so much. I'll catch you tomorrow. I'll I'll flick up a few texts, but I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And we rush through. This is a single purpose table. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to be rushed through. If I have a meal out with my wife, I like to sit down. I like to face her. Everyone else becomes dead to me, except the waiter. You know, I talk to them. (laughs) But sit down, and it's me and him. Notice there's no other chairs. Sorry, I apologize for... There's no other chairs here. Louis Giglio at Hillsong spoke about this, and he brought out a profound teaching because he... He took on a church and he was struggling with the going from being a, a profoundly accepted itinerant speaker where he'd just go into a church or go into a place and he'd speak about the universe and the goodness of God and everyone would go, Louis, you are amazing. And then at the age of 50, he started pastoring a church. And everyone that was a pastor said, why are you doing this, Louis? You mean, Everyone's doing it the other way around. You're, you're doing it the wrong way. Everyone works through life, and then becomes an itinerant minister. You're doing it the wrong way around. But God was calling him to do this. And then when he stepped into being a pastor, he had some really tough troubles, because when, when you're in a position of responsibility, there's a weight to it. And he realized this weight that he never carried before. And then all of a sudden, there's all this expectation on him. And then all these comments about the jobs that he was doing well, and the ones he wasn't doing well. And He really struggled with it. So one night he texted his friend and he was saying, oh, this is happening and that's happening and all this stuff's going on. And he's waiting for this reply from his friend. And his friend just texts back and said, don't give the enemy a seat at your table. So I want to repeat that today. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table with the Father. He's prepared so much goodness here for you. Like I'm just looking at what I've got here. This isn't much, but he made these bananas for us. He made these grapes for us. There's some incredible strawberries that have growth accelerated. (laughs) Some pastries. You might go, oh, no, I can't have those because, you know, there's... No, no, no. Whatever you do, word or deed, whatever you do, eat or drink, do it giving glory. I give thanks for what I eat because God made it. The flavours that come out in it, coffee. Oh, thanks, Richard. This is great coffee. But this is a place where we're meant to... Sorry, what was that, Father? Oh, yeah, you're looking good too. Yeah, thank you so much. I do try, yeah. Well, you you gave me a lot to work with, yeah. (laughs) But I've I've just been um, sort of struggling a bit lately. Is this all right if we talk like... Yeah, okay, good, good. Um... I've just been like struggling with some stuff lately because I'm, I'm really worried about where everything's going, you know, what's happening in the world and, you know, is, is it all going to end really quick? Is it, it's just getting from bad to, w- oh, oh, you've got it all? Oh, no, nothing takes you by surprise, no, no, I wouldn't. Even this conversation, no, no you knew it. You knew I was going to have this conversation with you, didn't you? But I, I, I suppose it's because I, I worry about, you know, have I done enough? Right? Have I have I have I done enough good stuff? I yeah I know Jesus yeah yeah I know I've read about Jesus yeah I do I he's my advocate oh oh that's right in one John it talks about if we sin yeah yeah uh, yeah you don't need reminder, do you no um <laughs> if I, if we sin we have an advocate before the Father that makes it all right. I love the statement where it's, you know, the three musketeers, one for all and all for one. It's the same with Jesus' sacrifice, once for all and all that through one. But this meal, this is the profound thing, and Callum brought this out this morning, this isn't just for me, but I get full here and I see the goodness of God and how great he is, but them. From that, I get to carry that goodness to other people, and I get to share pastry. Notice how I went to my wife first. You going to grab some grapes? Or yeah, I know you guys have been eating a lot on your trip overseas, and what you need—you need fruit. But. Where, where are the other boys that helped me? Because they said, can we have some? <laughs> all right, well, I'll just leave this here for you. There's like um, almond croissant. There's some, uh, oh, you're having those straight away. There's some Portuguese tarts there. Pays to sit up the front. <laughs> yeah. Pass those on. You can pass those around. The other guys aren't coming out. But he prepares the type Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Because if you have another person coming in here, that is, their number one job is to lie, their number one job is to accuse, their number one job is to rob you of everything that this interaction has. Rob your time, rob your intelligence, rob your mindset of it, and instead of being able to hear and receive and see all the goodness that God has for us, he starts reminding us of yesterday of the failings, of the sins, of the lack, of the hatred, of, the, of, of all that nasty stuff that goes on, and it robs us of the hope. Remember, there's three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. God is love. And the beautiful thing is that it finishes up by saying, surely goodness and love. The word goodness there is tobe. Do you mind me giving you like, it just sort of brings a little bit more out. Well, I get some there. It means surely the beautiful, the best, the better, the bountiful, the cheerful, the at ease, the favourable, the fine, the glad, the gracious, the joyful, the kindly, the, the most, the pleasant, the pleasurable, the prosperous, the sweet, the wealth, the welfare. Surely goodness and love, that word love is um, kesed, meaning kindness, mercy. Surely you're better, you're bountiful, your kindness, your welfare, your wealth, your prosperity and your kindness, your mercy, your beauty, your favor, your goodness, your kindness, your mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That may not be your experience at the moment, but you can make it your encounter. And your encounter will change your experience in life. It all depends on who we focus on. Are we focusing on the shepherd and what he has for us? He makes me lie down. He refreshes my soul. Even that you are with me. He prepares a table for me. You, oh, I forgot that part. You anoint my head with oil. That word anoint means to make fat to make full, not as in overweight or anything like that, but it actually means to make full and happy and glad. I remember the first time we went to the Philippines, Adrian and I, Oh no, it, it, but it, it was Brett and I, sorry, um, went to the Philippines and there was this ad on TV and it was for banana tomato juice, oh, th- sorry, banana tomato sauce. And the little girl that was selling the banana tomato sauce. We tried some, tasted like tomato sauce, but it was made from bananas. She was like a really round, little, chubby-cheeked, and we're going, why did they use this little fat girl? And, and the, the Filipino said, because in the Philippines, being fat means that you're wealthy, you're well-off, you're well-to-do, that you're so... <laughs> I'm looking at a few... <laughs> I'm well-to-do at the moment. Who's put on a little bit of pudding over, Winter? You anoint my head. You actually make me satisfied and full. My cup overflows. How many times do we just like, please, sir, a little more, a little more, please, sir? And it's like, no, 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 no. My cup overflows. God is so good. When we focus on him, When we focus on that aspect of who he is and what he's about, he has so much for us and it's all good. He leads us on right paths for his name's sake, not just for your sake, finally, I'm going to get you on the right path. No, no, no. For him, he enjoys it when we walk on the right paths. He loves it. And it finishes up, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Imagine what that house is like. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not just, some versions say, for for all my life, but this is forever. And as far as we understand, forever is that step into eternity. Forever is that, you know, we think it's a long, 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 long time. No, it's actually outside of time. We can't comprehend it because we're all governed by time and space. But forever is God's realm. And I will dwell, I will live, I will abide in the house of God, in that place of protection. You know, he has the best air conditioning. It's got the best heating, got the most comfortable beds. You never wake up with a crick in your neck. It's got the best sofas, it's got the best channels on TV, <laughs> it's got the fastest internet. Am I going off track here? (laughs) The house of the Lord has no lack to it. We get caught up on the lack and he just is full of wealth. My cup overflows. Can you just stand with me? I hope you got something out of that. I hope you take time because unfortunately, it does take time to connect with God. It's not something you want to rush. It's not something you want to just race through and grab a bit off that table and then shoot off. It's, it's something that you want to enjoy and, and actually and and live there. Actually spend time there. And the more you spend time there, the more you want to get back there because there is so much resource. There's so much nutrients. There's so much for goodness for our soul, goodness for our bodies, goodness for our health, goodness for our well being, for our mental health. There is so much at this table. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Don't give the enemy a seat. Don't let the accuser come in. Don't let the liar, he only has one language lies. And he'll come in and start telling you everything you've done wrong, that why you shouldn't be at this kingly table. Everything you've done wrong or haven't done right where you shouldn't be removed or or you'll get your even focus on other people. Things I've done wrong or things they haven't done right or that they've done better than you. It's not about anyone else. This table is made for us and for God. It's a single purpose royal kingly table. It's a banquet table. Father, thank you so much. For all your benevolence, for your relentless, radical, outrageous love, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, for the sins of the whole world, takes away the sins of the whole world. I'm just stopping there because I know that there's some prevalent evil in our planet, But God, what he's done through Jesus is more than enough to deal with even the worst sin imaginable. Father, I thank you for what Jesus has done. And that we can easily step in to the kingdom of your son and into the house that you have prepared room for us in. Just by saying, Jesus, I give you my life. You're the Son of God, Jesus. You died for our sins. Thank you so much. Father, I thank you for your kingdom, the realm that you dwell in and the realm that you invite us to bring to earth. Through the example of Jesus' prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. And Jesus said, I give to you the keys of the kingdom, not the keys to the kingdom, because Jesus is the key to the kingdom, the doorway, the way to the kingdom. But you've given us the keys of the kingdom. And one of them is, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and my mind be acceptable. Holy Spirit, I thank you that this week, you're going to help us to speak godly words. You're going to help us to have godly thoughts To change our perspective and the way that we're looking at things to what God has given us what our shepherd is providing and protecting us with and from thank you for your goodness, thank you for your love thank you for the table the bountiful table the banquet table that you've given us that you provide so readily and I just right now I I just speak ease and peace into your life right now you're not going to have to struggle and strive to find this table because dad's waiting there just to just sitting just going yep when you're ready I'm here son I'm here daughter I'm ready for you I'm waiting for you I've got so much to tell you about who you are got so much to explain about why you're here. Come and sit with me. Come and eat with me. Father, I thank you for people taking the next step in the spirit this week to connect with our Father in heaven, our Father, creator of heaven and earth. God of the heavens, God of the earth, God of the seas. Holy Spirit, I just ask for you to move on. Each life represented here, each family represented here, each household, each generation, whether young to mature, doesn't matter. Father, you have so much for us and you've given so much to be with us. May that revelation permeate our lives, permeate our thoughts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.